Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. The Lord, he is good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm so glad that he is, uh, he's able to be with us this morning and still be over somewhere else and still ministering in other churches across the town and, and everywhere around us, but he's, he's here today. And I praise him for that. The reason why he's here today is because he has expanded his, his revelation into the church. You know, as Jesus was just one man in one place, and I think I said this last week, but it, it bears repeating. He was just one man in one place, ministering to one person at a time. Now, thank God he is... Omni with us, present, amen. The same Lord, same Savior. He's not just working with one individual. Now, the Lord may work with you this morning, but at the same time, he's working with somebody else. The Spirit of the Lord is here. Thank you, Lord. We just praise him for that this morning. God is so good, so righteous, so holy and mighty, and we thank him today. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. If you have your Bibles, we're going to... Uh, begin to speak a word of the Lord today, what God just pressed in my heart. This has been a few weeks ago, the Lord just dropped this in my heart, and, and uh, so I'm going to, uh, Rodney, I addressed it a little bit, but I just want to take it a little bit further this morning. Uh, if you would go with me to the book of Luke, and I want to read something out of the 12th chapter, begin at the 16th verse, in the book of Luke. 12th chapter in the 16th verse and he spoke a parable to them saying a certain rich man produced well from the land and he reasoned within himself saying what may I do for I have nowhere that I may gather my fruits and he said I will do this I will tear down my barns and I will build larger and I will gather there all my produce and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take rest. Take it easy. Eat, drink, and be glad. But God said to him, Fool, this night they demand your soul from you. And that which you prepared, to whom will it be? Listen to this part here, verse 21. So, so is he treasuring up for himself and not being rich toward God. That's a mighty, mighty parable. That, that really uh, speaks some volumes to us. If you would go with me, then I want to turn one more scripture in the uh, book Second Corinthians. And we'll be reading out of um, the sixth chapter. I just want to take the second verse. For he says, in an acceptable time I heard you, and in a day of salvation I helped you. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. I think we phrase it this way, I believe the King James and well, at least we phrase it this way. Today 
is the day of salvation. Today is the day. And Lord, we ask you at the reading of your word, the presenting of your word, preaching of your word. Hey, you would just touch us. Lord, I, I ask you for anointing upon the preaching. I ask you anointing on the hearing. Lord, let it set in us. God, may it just work some things in our life. God, that it would just begin change hope within us. Faith arises when the word of Christ is heard. And so we ask you for all of that, for your glory, for your goodness, for your bounty that you give to us, Lord. We praise you, Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. So I've got kind of a different subject this morning. I have been preaching about the revelation of Jesus Christ. And I want to talk about him in another way, in another sense, and dealing with our personal lives. But it's the same Lord in his revelation in our life. I want to ask this question or make this statement. What can change in one day? What can change my life in one day? What can happen in a day in my life? Now from this, I want to bring hope. I want to bring courage and trust and faith in the Lord. We don't know all the days of our life. We don't know. Some of you have experienced things in your life that you never saw it coming. You couldn't, you couldn't have believed that such and such and such would happen, but it did. And in one day, it changed your whole very focus of some things. So I want to talk about that a little bit. I want to talk about some days in Scripture that changed some things. A few weeks ago, we mentioned that that day that the Lord said, this is the day that the Lord has made that changed the course of humanity. It was the day that Christ was given for us, for our sin. And I want to talk about this morning some of the people that experienced some things that happened in just one single day in their life. It's always interesting to me that when people um, go to graduate, whether that's usually high school, college graduation, it can be even down as far as kindergarten, it's always that theme is, what is the next step in my life? What's going to happen now? We've got this whole wide open thing for us and where am I going what am I doing what is what what am I going to become am I going to study to be a certain certain thing am I going to college and if I graduate from there and so we look into the future of our life we're trying to project what's going to happen we put a plan down and many people are able to follow that and that's that's great that's awesome I I know that uh, I have a doctor in the family and she went to school for four years and then went to school for four more and did other things and, you know, intern work and all that. And we kept that focus the whole way through and became a doctor and stayed a doctor and was, was is still a doctor. And But I know other people who set a course to do something professional. They had their life was scheduled to carry it out and they got somewhere in the middle of that 
decided to go a different direction. Um, something may have happened in their life. Something may have changed how they saw things in their life. And there comes a time in our life that one day really does make a difference sometimes. I want to look at a man who had it all, a man who, who knew the presence of God, and that's all he knew. He knew walking with the Lord. He knew fellowshipping with the Lord. He knew perfect communion. He had a wife, and he was in perfect fellowship with his wife. I don't know that he had any children yet, but he had everything he needed. Things were going well. His job was working out right. Just things were just going so good for him. But God said unto him, there's a tree in the middle of the garden. And in the midst of that garden, I have planted a tree. We don't know exactly what kind of tree that was. It really doesn't make any difference, but it was God's tree, and it wasn't Adam's to to use and to get. And God said this to him, In the day that you eat thereof, surely you will die. In that day, just his whole life was good. He had everything he needed. He had all provision that he needed. Uh, God put him to work in the garden. He had chores that he did. And that place was what we would call paradise. I've been looking for paradise all my life. And, and it just doesn't seem, seems fleeting, doesn't it? And it seems like we're trying to almost reach that. And then it's something else. And something gets in the way. And we're always looking for that, for that place where And some people call it retirement. And when they get there, they're looking to go back to work. Because it just, you never do get to paradise. But Adam had perfect paradise. And it just took him one day. Just one day. Surely in the day that you eat thereof, surely you will die. Now, I believe that Adam was birthed into God's day. We have six days of creation. At the end of the sixth day of creation, there God created man. And he created him in the sixth day. And then I believe that Adam woke up in the seventh day of God. There was no sin there. Uh, Thank God there's no sin around him. Can you say amen? And there was just perfect peace. Everything was right. And he was living in this perfect day of God. And I don't know, and you don't know, and there is no record of how long this went on. It could have been days. I believe it was way more than days, months, possibly years that he was in that garden. He loved that garden. He loved his God. And God loved him. And they fellowshiped together. But one day, Just one day out of those many years that had been there, just this one single day came up where Satan tested Eve and said this to her, that God said that you shall not eat, but the reason why he told you that is he's trying to hide from you something that's better. Isn't that amazing? Isn't the devil, isn't he still working that way? And God tells us this is the way of life and saying, so, oh, no. He's just trying to stop you from the fun things of life. Sometimes young people get this, this idea that God, he just, if we serve God, we miss all the fun stuff. Well, 
What you're going to miss is some fun stuff, but you're going to miss hell on earth, and you're going to miss disappointment, and you're going to miss trouble and, and divorce and rottenness and all the stuff the devil has to bring in life, separation and, and kids going one way and parents going another and all the stuff that goes wrong. That's what you're going to miss if you serve Jesus. And so the devil liar, he deceives Eve Eve comes to Adam and said, look, I ate of the tree. Nothing happened to me, just as good as ever. And Adam, he looks around and says, well, everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing it doesn't mean that's a reason, right? Because everybody's doing it doesn't mean that's right. And so, but Adam looks around. And he said, well, my wife is partaking of I might as well too. We'll go down together. I think he knew. The next picture we get of him is that he has lost everything. He's fallen out of God's day. And from that time until now, men are trying to get back into God's day. I want to be in God's day. I want to be where perfect peace and rest and provision of God is in my life. And we strive for that, and it's tough to get there. And the only way that we're going to get there perfectly is that death in the body and resurrection in Jesus Christ. But Adam falls from that place, and now... In just one day, he ruined everything. I'm mad at him. If he hadn't done that, you know, of course, you know, if, but he created a scenario in which sin abides now. And because of, of, of what he did in the fall, then you're automatically born in sin. You don't have to sin to be a sinner. You're born in sin. And so it's, it's on us. The curse, the curse, the curse of labor. God said to him, you're going to now labor by the sweat of your brow. And so that says to me that probably before that time, he didn't know what that was about. And since then, thank you, Adam, hard work. I, I told the boys, and I just want them to know they're 20 years old. And you've got at least 40 good years of real hard work in front of you. I want you to know that. You know, it's, it's good. You know, this is great. You've got 40 years of real hard work. Don't shortcut it. Don't try and get out. Uh, the guys that are getting out of it are living on the street. Don't do that. You've just got hard work in front of you. Might as well get ready and go. Thank you, Adam. You just really helped us out in that. But we were created, our bodies, we're ready, we're going, we're good, we're going to do it. And then the other thing that Adam did was fall from the presence and his fellowship with God in just one day. It's amazing what a day can do, how a day can change our life. Job was a man of such great esteem. He was a wealthy man. He had much wealth. He had everything that he wanted. And God allowed him to go through a test. And I think the Lord knew that Job had such a, a love and such a, 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 an attachment. This heart of his couldn't be broke by physical things. And so there was a day. There was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan came up also among them. God says to Satan, 
Where you been? He said, I've been roaming to and fro throughout the earth. Have you seen my servant Job? And I, I, I don't know how, well, I tell you what, he must have been a really righteous man. Have you seen my servant Job? And Satan couldn't even accuse him before God. Like, yeah, I've seen him, and, and he's got this fault and failure, and, and he didn't even do that. He said, God said he's an upright man, and he eschews evil, and, and he's a good man. And Satan said, I'll bring him down. If you'll just move your hand away from him and allow me to attack him, I'll bring him down. Well, I'll tell you what. God had a lot of confidence in Job. Because this example is going to be between righteousness and, and between sin, between the power of good, between the power of evil, and Satan does everything he can to bring Job down out of his faith and his belief. And in one day, one single day, 500 oxen, 500 donkeys were stole by the Sabaeans. They came down and took his donkeys and oxen. And that while that man was telling him the report, another man comes in, another servant. 7,000 sheep were burned up with fire out of heaven. As he's talking, another man comes in and said, 3,000 your camels were seized by three bands of the Chaldeans. And it's just down, down, down. While that man is talking, Another man comes in and said, your children were all gathered together in the house and a strong wind came and collapsed the house on them and all of them are dead. Do you imagine how this would change a man's life? Some of us, if we get a flat tire, it's just almost too much. Like, and I've seen it, man, you know. My dad was good at, at blaming things on the devil, and I think he still is, but he'd get a flat tire. You devil! That's nothing but the devil. Well, it, it really went flat. It ran over a nail or whatever. Some little thing happened, you know. It cost us more. They sent us an extra bill, and it's almost, we almost lose the victory. Almost just, it's, it's borderline losing our salvation. Get home from the store, and they overcharged you on something. Those devils. I'll tell you what, it just almost gets your victory. I got to watch it the other day. I found out something. Taco Bells are the same all over the nation. I told them not to put sauce on my burrito. I told her three times. And when, when she got ready to send it back to the cooks, I said, don't forget that. And when I got it, it had sauce. It's the same thing that happens here every single time. And if I'm not careful, man, I feel like taking that burrito and throwing that at them. You know, I'm going to. I'm going to lose the victory. But here's a man who, man, he lost everything. Can you imagine losing everything you worked for first, all your possessions, everything that you had, it's gone. And then your children, all of them are dead in a moment. Just one day is all it took. But Job, no wonder in the New Testament it says, it says, have you examined the patience of Job? Here's a man that was not born again. Here's a man that didn't have the advantages of the Spirit of God dwelling in us. 
That promise had not been given yet. And, and here's this guy, he, he is just determined. He's determined to serve his God. He loves his God. It doesn't matter what happens. He's going to serve God. And then Satan comes back to the Lord and says to the Lord, he says, he says, he hasn't knuckled under yet. But the reason why is because you're protecting his health. And if you just let me attack his health, we're going to bring him down. God says, go ahead and attack his health. And I want you to know this morning that if you're sick and if you're going through trouble, don't lose your faith in the Lord. Because that's a trick of the devil. It's a lie of the enemy to bring you down. It's a lie. Sickness is a horrible thing. It's a terrible thing. But you can make it in Christ Jesus. You can make it. And, and we pray that God delivers. But if he doesn't give us all the deliverance we need, don't lose your faith and your trust in the Lord. Because if he can, the devil will come in one day. And you're doing well. And your, your things are going good. And, and then in one day you go to the doctor. And the doctor gives you a bad report and if you're not careful all your life will collapse into that one day but I want you to feel like Job he just he's just now he's got boils on him now he's just sitting out in an ash pile and trying to relieve the pain and rubbing the ashes on his boils and now his wife his fair weather wife isn't she a beauty she comes to him not to support him but to put him down some more look at you Job look at what happened to you, you need to curse God and die. He definitely needed to say, shut up, devil. That's not always appropriate with wives, but at this time. But he says this. He says this. Listen. Naked I came out of my mother's womb, and naked I shall return thither. The Lord gave and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Wow. What a man of faith. What a man of faith. He couldn't allow this one day to affect his whole life in relationship with the Lord. I encourage you this morning, you're going to face some battles in your life. There's some things going to be dropped in your lap that you never expected. There's some disappointments going to come to you. People are going to do you wrong. Things are going to fail you. Don't let that determine your relationship with your Lord because it doesn't matter what happens in this life as long as we know we are victors in Christ Jesus. The enemy will come. The enemy will try. But we are victorious we are victorious in the Lord. And so we stand in the Lord in the power of His might. Amen. Life doesn't have any guarantees. It can all change in a single day. The man in the text in Luke 12, I would look at him as a quintessential self-made man. He's living what we would call the American dream. And as you know, lately, and if they can do it, they're going to make the American dream an American nightmare. That no longer dream, no longer try to get ahead and try to do better. That capitalism is a bad thing, but this man enjoyed capitalism. He enjoyed uh, his pursuit 
to try and get better, to better himself, to accumulate, and he did. He came into riches, and it took him a lifetime to accomplish. I don't think it happened overnight. I think it was something that, that he had worked at a long time, and it was well worth it to him. He gave up, I'm sure, a lot of other things to accomplish this. And finally, he got to a place of financial security. Financial security is, is not a solid place because in a day, you can lose everything you have. I just talked about Job. In a day, things can happen in your life. A while back, way back when the stock market crashed, people were so distraught. They had lost all their living, everything that they put their, their hope in. They were literally jumping out of windows of high-story buildings. Couldn't take it because they had lost everything that they had. Listen, don't put your... Jesus said, a rich man is not rich by putting it into this world. He's rich by putting it into God's things. Your wealth isn't measured by God in what you accumulate in this life, but what you accumulate in that life. Can you say amen? And so we are struggling. We do. We try and put ahead. We try and gain. We, I mean, it's something in us that, that really I don't want to go out to the well anymore and get a bucket of water. I'd like to turn the faucet on. And, and I'm glad that we don't drive, you know, in, in wagons and horses anymore. I mean, there's, that's fun and good, but I'm glad I can get in my truck and I can go pick something up and come home. That's just so much better. And I love the ease of life and all the good things. And so we strive to get a little easier, strive to get a little better. And then all of a sudden, things are stripped away from us and we don't know exactly what to do with that because financial security is fleeting. This man puts it all together. He's got his life. He's got it figured out. He's got his barns. He's got his stuff in his barns now. And he said, I'm going to sit back and take it easy. And God said, you fool. You have acted foolishly. What you don't know is that in one day, what it took a lifetime for you to accumulate, when you lay your head down tonight, you're not going to wake back up and not be able to enjoy what you have put together your whole life. And that's why God calls him a fool because he's put it together in this life, but he hasn't put it together in that life and doesn't wake up to enjoy his stuff. Does that remind you of a lot of people that act that way? I can't wait, man. I'm setting it forward. I am. And then I always had this bad feeling about people who put on the back of their motorhome, I'm spending my children's inheritance. As though that's, you know, let's brag about that. Oh, hang on. Wait a minute here. Have we got this thing figured out right? I put my finances ahead of my family. I put everything ahead, and, and now I'm going to enjoy it. Now I'm going to take ease. Now I'm going to enjoy everything in life. And the Lord says, no, no. You, you will not in one day all of that can, can collapse in your life. Everything that you've done, everything that you've been about can collapse. And one of uh, my granddaughters reminded me the other day, I think it was uh, Riley, she said, uh, C.T. Studd. And so 100 year, 120 years ago, C.T. Studd said this, Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ 
will last. And so I begin to dig into his life a little bit and just see where he came from. He was out of wealth. His father was immensely rich. He grew up with everything he wanted, everything he needed. Uh, his father did uh, some kind of business abroad and then moved back to England to enjoy the rest of their, their life in luxury and in ease. And the amazing thing is they got there. Somebody testified to that father, and he accepted Jesus as his Savior. That's an amazing thing. And his wealth didn't mean that much anymore. Two years later, that man died. But the boys were coming up, and C.T. Studd was a great athlete. He was a cricket player. And he was a top cricket player in college and university and captain of the team. He was getting ready one day to go play in a cricket match. And there was a minister that came by his house. His dad was, was uh, saved and, and knew the Lord. And this minister came in and asked C.T. Studd, do you know the Lord? Do you know what it is to be born again? And he didn't. And, and at that moment, that day, just that one time in his life, he surrendered his life to Jesus. He accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as his personal Savior, and he became known as the cricketer for Christ. Amazing, the cricketer for Christ. And after a period of time, he, he really got serious and then became uh, involved in missions. He went to China. He went to India. He went to Africa. And... Um, during this period of time, he inherited his, uh, part of his father's fortune. And guess what he did with that? He said, I'm going to put it into the gospel. And, and he gave some to D.L. Moody, and he gave some to other missionaries, and he, he gave this immense, enormous wealth away, all except one little part that he kept for himself. And then very soon after that, he married a woman named Priscilla. And Priscilla said, you know what? You've almost given it all away. Let's just do what the scripture said that the man that gave everything, and he gave the rest of it away. This guy, life was completely changed by the power of the Lord. What an amazing guy. He said this at the end of his life. Some wish to live within sound of church or chapel or chapel bell. I want to run a rescue shop within one yard of hell. That was his heart. I just want to stop them right before they get to hell. Wants to run a rescue shop there. He went out into glory. His last word was hallelujah. What a, what a great man of the gospel. But that rings on that says there's only one life. And how soon it passed. Can you say amen? All of you that are, that are getting older, you look back. And, and we've had a great time. We've had a wonderful, wonderful life that we've lived. And thank God for it. But it just seemed like it's just so fast. And the older you get, the faster it gets. And it's passing. Don't let it pass you by without doing things for the Lord. That when you're all done with this life, those things that last are those things that we've done in our Lord Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? Amen. There was a man at a gate beautiful that had laid there for 38 years. 38 years. He has no hope of recovery. He's crippled. His ankles, his legs don't work. 
He's heard about Jesus, but Jesus never came by there to heal him. And he lays there now begging alms. Somebody help me. Will you help me? I'm not going to be able to eat unless somebody has pity on me. And he's laying at that gate. And as they pass by there day after day, year after year, nothing's going to change. He has no hope of anything changing. They lay him down the one certain day, just one day. After 38 years, they lay him there one day. And that one day is going to completely change his life forever. Peter and John come by, and he's looking at them asking for alms, and they said, you know, they said, we don't have silver and gold to give you, but such as we have, we give you in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ, stand up, get up, and walk. And he got up, and his ankle bones came together, and his legs and all that was crippled, it straightened out. He began to walk. He began to run. He began to leap and praise the Lord. Listen, after 38 years without a hope that anything would change, it only took just that one day of opportunity you might be down you might be going through you might be hurting it may have been a long time in your life but don't give up because all you need is just that one day to change everything in your life change everything in your life a man that had to sit begging now can go out and earn his own living a man that didn't have a wife and family I'm sure now is able to have his own family. God changed his whole life in the name of Jesus Christ. It's amazing what God can do in a day. Can you say amen? David got up this morning ready to tend the sheep. Nothing out of the regular. He's done it every day. He gets up every day. It's his job to tend the sheep. That's what he does. He's the shepherd. The other boys probably do some other chores, do other things. He's got other brothers. But he's out there taking care of his daddy's sheep. And this day is no different than any other day. There's nothing special in the air. But all of a sudden, he gets a call that Samuel wants to see him. And, and the prophet is at his house. And when he gets there, they have poured the oil over his head. And a boy who was just a peasant, boy, just a, a sheep tender, just a shepherd boy, now has been anointed to be a king of Israel. God changed his course in one single day. Listen, you might feel like you're just out keeping sheep, but God can bring an anointing into your life just in one day. Another morning. After he's been anointed, he's out keeping the sheep again. He's supposed to be anointed king of Israel, but it hasn't come into place yet. So he's just doing what he needs to do. Have you ever got tired of getting up and going to work? It's like, we're doing that again. Every day, what a, what a drudgery. What I mean, it's a grind. The same old, same old. I just wish that something would change. I'd just get tired of the same thing happening over and over. Different day. Same garbage to deal with. David gets up that morning and he doesn't 
see that day as different than any other day. The daddy tells him to take lunch down to his brothers. He goes down, and of course, you know the story of the giant. And, and he goes out in the name of the Lord and kills a giant. He woke up that morning not knowing, not, not believing that anything would be any different than any other day. And I keep bringing this kind of stuff. I just keep bringing it because the parallel is you may have a giant in your life. And you, you've been, he's been there the whole time and you're just getting up doing your thing every day and the giant's still there. But one day you're going to get up under the power of the Lord and it's going to be the day. It's going to be the day that, that the giant is going to come down in your life. I believe that God is going to come through in each one of our lives, that the enemy will not prevail in our life. So get up, keep doing it, keep getting up every morning, keep living this life, keep walking for the Lord, keep doing the things that are right, keep walking that path before him because God one day it's going to raise up the power against the enemy of your life. I just believe that God is going to do that. Can you say amen? We might bring you down here and we might lay hands on you and pray for you and, and something didn't instantly happen. But you just don't know the day that God's going to work it out because he's got a plan in your life. Can you say amen to that? I think the scripture says it this way. Be not weary in well-doing. For in due season, you will reap if you don't give up, if you don't faint. One day God is going to take care of it all. Amen. Let me give you the greatest hope on the face of this earth. And I read it in Scripture this morning. Today. Can everybody say today? Today is the day of salvation. Even though we've been to church hundreds, thousands of times, it doesn't affect that today is the day of salvation. Doesn't matter where you're at. Doesn't matter what's happened in your life. Doesn't matter what things have transpired to this point. So, well, I failed again. I've run in trouble again problems in my life. I don't know if we have anyone here that doesn't know the Lord this morning, but sin and confusion could be in your life until right now. Rebellion and failure upon failure could be in your life till this morning. Broken vows and broken relationships and broken heart, addictions, foul habits, disparity in your life. But today is the day of salvation. You just need one day. You just need one time that God comes by and changes your life for good. You just need that one hope that, hey, I know that, that things have gone wrong. And I know that failure has been in my life. But today is a bright, bright day. There is hope unlimited today. There is no end of what God can do in your life today. You don't have to wait till tomorrow. You don't have to wait for a great meeting to come somewhere and get to that meeting because today is always the day of salvation. Today, after such a long time, today, if you will not harden your heart, but you'll receive what God has, today is going to be the day of salvation for you. Today is going to be that one day that's going to change everything in the course of your life.
Jesus will save today. The good thing about him, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Anything that he was in the past, he is still. Anything he's going to be in the future, he is right now. There is no better opportunity for change than today. On this Sunday, on this, this 26th day of, of September 2021, this can be the day that changes the course in your life. And say, well, Pastor, you know, I've, I've accepted the Lord a long time ago, but you may be dealing with issues in your life. You may be dealing with reoccurring issues in your life, things that you don't want there, things that may not necessarily be out and open sinful, but you just, you're just, just plagued with an attitude. You're, you're plagued with a struggle. You're plagued with fleshly desire, and it just seems to try and overtake you. Well, today is a day that God can give you victory in every portion of your life. There's no need to wait till some other time. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day that I have hope in. That's why I come in church on a Sunday morning and I believe that this day is unlike any other day. I've been in church thousands of times, but today is the glory of God is here. Today God wants to do something in my life and in your life. Can you say amen? A Christian believer, God can save the sinner, but he can also help us with whatever we're struggling with today. Just this one day can be a benchmark in our life. And I believe that this morning. I believe God's got something so good for you. If you're disappointed, if you're hurting, if you're struggling, if you're fighting areas in your life, I believe today God is here to help. Can you say amen? God's here to touch you today. The presence of the Lord only breaks. The, the spirit of the Lord breaks the yoke of bondage in our life. I've pastored long enough to know that, that sometimes we make it through, but we keep struggling. And we're going to live, you know, the best we can, but, but, but we just struggle, and it's hard. It's hard to face the next day. But God has a freedom for our life. I'll tell you what, there isn't anything better than living in victory in Christ Jesus. There is nothing better than having that clear confidence, clear conscience before him, knowing, knowing Lord, you're going to make a way today. When you wake up tomorrow, it won't be tomorrow anymore. It'll be today. And every day is right in Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? Amen. Tom and Debbie, would you come and, and musicians? I just believe God gave me this to encourage you this morning. That the Lord wants to reveal himself. God wants to be that center of your life that you go to. He's the go-to. It's not the checkbook that's the go-to. It's not my planned out career that I go to. I go to him. He's the rock in my life. And when everything else fails and falls, he still will be standing today.
Jesus never fails. Can the church say amen? He never fails. People fail. Things fail. Um, we saw in, in this this morning, you know, that our plans fail. Our finances fail. Our health can fail. But Jesus never fails. Jesus is the rock that we stand upon. And today I stand in Christ Jesus knowing that my faith is in nothing but Him this morning. Thank you, Lord. Would you bow your heads with me and let's pray, Lord. We just ask you this morning that you would encourage the Christian saint this morning, Lord, to take hope. Oh, God, that you can do something in our life that's so good and so fresh and so whole and new inside of us this morning, Lord, we ask you for it. If there's somebody here this morning, Lord, that hasn't turned their life to you, hasn't taken you as Lord and Savior of their life, I, I just pray for them this morning that they'll start a new day, a fresh life, a newness. In your name, Jesus, we ask it. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. And we love you, Lord. To worship you, I live. To worship you.